Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Chattanooga softball closed out their season with a semifinal loss in the Southern Conference Tournament recently. We'll get a recap this week as Mox head coach Frank Reed joins us coming up later. Only three seniors on this Chattanooga squad, so a solid nucleus is back next year. One of those returning will be Liz Rodabaugh, who just finished up her freshman season. Liz will join us. We're going to start things off, though, by saying so long to outfielder Haley Weisenbach. She's been all-conference. She was all-freshman. She's been an academic honoree throughout her Chattanooga career. She led the mocks in hitting this year, and she's one of the most fun athletes to watch play the game. Leading us off this week on Mox on the Mic, here's Haley Weisenbach. Well, Haley, first off, congratulations on uh, making all-conference. Thank you so much. Has it hit you yet? That it's over? Yeah, it hit me uh, right before my last at bat that it was over. So I knew right away that when I was going to be done. You know, people always say when you, and I think it's your last year, like at, at whatever level, like you probably heard it when you were in high school. You, I'm sure you heard it this year at UTC that, you know, about no regrets and, and leaving it all out there and all of that kind of stuff. In watching you play this year, it looks like that's the way Haley Weisenbach played. Yeah, I definitely wanted to leave it out all out on the field and enjoy every moment. So I tried not even taking one pitch for granted or trying not to be upset during anything. I just wanted to make sure I had fun at every moment possible. And I felt like I did that, especially with the help of the girls. You look like you were having a ball. Yeah, you could definitely hear some of the commentators thinking that I didn't know the seriousness of the game. But then uh, I would get a hit or something. They'd be like, never mind. <laughs> Just by how much fun I was having. So walk us through some of what um, of, of the 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 little the little idiosyncrasies of Haley Weisenbach first. When you would step into the batter's box, now you're a left-handed hitter, you step in, the left foot goes in first, and the left hand goes down on the left knee before you step into the box. Have you always done that? Yeah, so since high school, uh, my coach told, one of my coaches told me that when you get into the box, you need to have a routine and you need to have something that makes you get ready and comfortable. So you don't want to have you want to have the same routine, something that's going to get you in your right mindset every time. So since I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm going to start breathing. I'm going to start taking my deep breath. And I'm going to start doing my own thing. And so I've started just doing that ever since. And I've never stopped. And a lot of people make fun of me over the years because they're like, I know exactly how Haley Weisenbach gets into the box. Or they'd be like, who am I? And then they would do my routine and be like, I have no idea. <laughs> Um, I've never seen anybody take as much joy in running to first base as, as you do. Um, first off, I, I got to know there was what game was it where you got hit by a pitch and I thought, oh gosh, she's really hurt this time. And then all of a sudden you take off just in this mad dash down to first base and you, you're, 
the next thing I know, you're standing at first base laughing about it. Your teammates in the in the dugout are laughing about it. Where did that come from? That again, that goes back to you look like you were having fun, but what's the backstory with that? Or is there one? I had been planning something funny <laughs> all year long. I didn't I didn't know what it was gonna be. But in that moment, and I don't get hit very often, I feel like. So as soon as I got hit in the UNCG game, I just knew that was my time to shine. <laughs> so uh, I just, she hit me and it hit off my hip bone. So it ricocheted really, like she just got me good. And so I was like, oh gosh, she got me. And then I was like, this really hurts. And I was like, oh, you, I can't act like it hurts. I just got to go. And so I acted like it hurt for a minute because it did. And then I just took off running, but I don't think anyone expected it. And I think it was a really great turnaround because we had lost the first game. And so I really wanted to change the mood of the game. And so right when I did that, I felt like the entire team was like, oh, no, like now we're on like now we're on the right track. Like we're back into it. We snapped back in and then we ended up not winning again. But it was okay because I thought we gave it a lot. Uh, We didn't feel down. We felt really up and pumped and motivated. So it was. I just really wanted to change the momentum and change the feeling of the game. Can you talk a little bit about your progression as a player during your time at UTC? And where I'm going with this is I had a conversation with Coach Reed back during the season, and he talked about you, about the fact that, you know, when you came, you were a left-handed slapper. And while that was still a part of your game, you also turned into somebody that had, you know, could hit for power. Uh, that could drive the ball into the gap. It, it seems like your game, especially at the plate, really kind of rounded out while you were at, at, at Chattanooga. Give me your thoughts on just kind of your development over these last five years. So when I came in, we needed a leadoff hitter. We needed someone who was going to get on, get moved, and then get hit in. So I just need, so I took that role and I adapted to it and I gave everything I had. I I wasn't as big as I am now. I know I don't look uh, super intimidating, but that four hole spot really was a, I really got up there. But um, when I was a freshman, I came in and probably 120 pounds and I was a lot faster than I am now. Uh, Those 30 pounds uh, slowed me down a little bit, (laughs) but um, as I've gotten over the years, we've, trained really hard we gotten really big we got very strong and because like my body itself changed I knew I had to change my approach too so I got really strong as uh through coach Watts and I was able to just change my game based off of what they needed me to do so even though I can still slap and I'm still um I still have all my tools in my toolbox I knew that my roles were changing is which is what changed my development throughout the years and so coming in as a freshman who I needed to be a leadoff slapper and then coming my senior year and becoming the four hole hitter. That's a complete transition, but it's just because I needed to fill that role. And I made sure that I adapted to whatever I needed to do to be on the roster and be on, be able to play. Do you write left-handed or right-handed? I'm right-handed on everything else except hitting. Now, was that something was, did that come from a coach somewhere down the way? Was that dad saying, no, turn around, you're going to do it this way? Where did that come from? 
my 12 and under coach, Ryan Lush, uh, saw that I was fast and just was like, you're, you're never hitting from the right side again. You're going to be a lefty. And I was like, no, I'm, I, I can, I want to hit on the right side. He's like, nope, if you're want to be on my team, you're going to be a lefty. And I was like, fine. So my, I had to get an eye test to make sure that I was right eye dominant. I had to go through all the steps. And once I learned how to be a lefty, I just stuck with it. And it took me a long time to develop a lefty swing. So for a while, I was only strictly a slapper. But as I've grown up and gone through the years and had different coaches, they've all t- taught me how to power hit and Finally, I learned how to properly do it on my last year. <laughs> Favorite memory for you? Um, I mean, you were – look, I, I think I think I'm right about this. I haven't been able to confirm this with Corey, but I believe you've played more games in a Chattanooga uniform than anybody, uh, which is pretty remarkable uh, given the uh. career that, uh, that you've had. Um, favorite – look, I, you're leaving with a lot of hardware, uh, a little bit of jewelry. Um, but favorite memory. Um, it's so hard to, so hard to determine just a favorite one because I've had so many great memories and so many different experiences. Uh, I would say an amazing one for sure would be winning SoCon. That was something that we only, I've only experienced once, but in going to regionals, it was an amazing experience that I had the amount, like the most amount of fun with. However, I would say, and then I would say also me getting hit by that pitch was one of my favorites. I don't know. It's so hard to like pinpoint my top favorite moment, but I would say for my 150th hit, when I got moved to the four hole for the first time, everyone was just giving me so much support. And when I hit that, that two run home run against Marshall, the celebration of my team was, was really nice. Or actually, no, I take that back. All my game winning walk off. I don't know why I didn't think of this <laughs> for senior day was definitely the, one of my favorite moments by far. Cause of the celebration after was just my favorite. <laughs> I don't know why it took me so long to think of it. Well, look, that's the way it should be for every athlete, right? That that you have those kind of experiences that make it difficult to find just one. I mean, I think that's uh, I think that says a lot about you, the career you had, and as we've talked about, certainly as a senior, the uh, the fun you had um, this last year. So, what's we've talked before? What's next for Haley Weisenbach? Uh, I still have one more year of grad school left and then I get to apply for different jobs and I'm hoping to get a federal law enforcement job at one of the different various bureaus. And so uh, right now I work for the university at um, the Disability Resource Center and I help individuals with autism on campus. Haley, best of luck with grad school. I uh, I know we're going to get a talk. Uh, we're going to get to talk again sometime and I look forward to it and, um, and appreciate your time as always. I look forward to hearing from you, and I hope to keep hearing all of the great things about UTC softball from my former teammates. Liz Rodebaugh had a strong freshman campaign, and she joins us now on Mox on the Mic. A little bit about how you came 
to Chattanooga. How did you get here? Well, um, I played child ball for Alabama Fury, and we always played in the Scenic City Showcase. And I always thought Chattanooga was a little too far. Um, I never really wanted to go real far from home, but they came and watched the game, and they gave me – Coach Kilgore gave my coach's card, and I called him. We had a good conversation. They invited me up to Chattanooga to take a visit, and I just – I mean, I love the campus, and I love Chattanooga, so – Sounds like you're happy you made that phone call. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Now, where are you? I know you played, you played first base and Mm -hmm. in talking to coach Reed about you, he's told me a couple of times this year that, you know, she's probably not the prototypical first baseman, but she can play a lot of different places. He says, you know, maybe catcher, uh, maybe middle infielder for you. Where do you think you're most comfortable? Um, well, coming in, I came in as a catcher third base, and that's where I primarily played in high school and travel ball. So I really enjoy catching. Um, you know, that's just – I did that most of my life. So I, I feel most comfortable there. But, you know, I'm happy to be playing on the field wherever they put me, wherever they give me the opportunity. So, How tough was it to, to learn to play first base? Well, I'm sure Coach Reed's mentioned it was a height factor, really. I'm only 5'3", and so that's not typical. It's kind of – been an ongoing joke on the team that I'm probably the smallest um, D1 for first baseman there is. But uh, it wasn't that difficult. I mean, I played a corner coming in playing third. So learning how to, I guess, stretch to stre- stretch to the ball and stuff like that was, was um, kind of challenging. But as a catcher and having to block things up, you know, learning to pick stuff wasn't that hard. But it was really just coming in and accepting my role. So that's what happened. And I was just thankful for the opportunity. Yeah, it had to make you feel good, or it does make you feel good, I guess, to come in as a freshman. And, I mean, you pretty much stepped into the lineup right away, and and you stayed there for the whole year. So that's got to be a good feeling for you. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. You know, I didn't – you freshmen come in, you don't really expect to start, but whenever you do, I mean, I think that's an accomplishment in itself. And I really enjoyed playing wherever he put me. So, How tough is it? going from playing travel ball, from playing high school ball, uh, and then stepping in and playing in the Southern Conference? Oh, man, it's definitely a different level of softball for sure. Um, You know, the speed of the game's a lot faster. The pitching is a lot better. Um, That's probably the biggest thing is getting used to the pitching. The pitchers in in D1 and in the Southern Conference in general are a lot better, so you have to be a lot more disciplined as a hitter. And, uh, you know, just getting used to – you know, just the upper level of the game and all that was just probably the most difficult part of it. What did you learn this year? Oh, man, lots of things. I don't know if I can really pinpoint one thing, but I learned how, you know, as a playing in high school and travel ball, I pretty much knew where I was going to be playing. So when I came in and I was asked to play first base, I was I really learned how, how to accept, accept my role in the team and wherever coach put me. So that was that was probably my biggest, you know, learning moment or whatever for the season um, is coming in and just learning to accept my role as a freshman and, you know, play wherever coach put me. So this was, to a large degree, it was was a young team. There were only three freshmen. I mean, only three seniors. You guys, a good core group of you guys from from Coltarp and Snell and Ball and I mean they're. Uh, Cruz, there's there's a lot of you guys that will be back next year. Uh, does that make it a little more? I, I know you're you're ready to go play now if you had to, but does it make you a little more excited about 
that season knowing the group you guys are bringing back? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think knowing going in and knowing that we'll just be more experienced as a team is is great because I feel like, you know, as the season, whenever we started off, we started off pretty rocky, but as the season went on, we got a lot better. And I think we'll be able to take that into next season and the next after that and just being able to build upon our experience as a team. And, you know, bonding as a team and being spending more time on the field together is a big part of it. So I think it's great that we'll be able to go in with a lot more players, a lot more of the same players. And I think that's a great starting point for us. You know, we've talked uh, over the last year plus here to a lot of student athletes, and and we've talked a lot, especially last summer. Goodness, we, we talked a lot about the COVID pandemic and, and kind of what happened. Give me your pandemic story. We're, we're talking with a lot of folks that had it interrupt their collegiate season. You were a high school senior, though. That's supposed to be your year. What was it like for you? Oh, it was very upsetting. I mean, we were going in, it was March, and it was right before spring break, and we always have prom the Friday before spring break, and uh, we were coming up on the, in that week, and we always take a spring break trip down to Gulf Shores and plan a big tournament down there for most of our spring break, and uh, we went in, and we heard, you know, we, you, nobody really expected COVID to last as long as it did then. We just thought it was, you know, extended spring break, we get another week, but I played my last game without knowing it, and going in, I mean, I I kind of knew that it could possibly be my last game, especially because a lot of the Division One and NTA started canceling seasons, and I was like, you know, if they're going to can- cancel Division One, they're not going to care about all high school teams. So I was I was not really expecting it, but I was I was a little prepared for it. So it was definitely hard driving home that night from the game. Um, I cried. I did get upset, but I was just, I was hopeful and I was positive, optimistic, and just hoping that that wasn't my last game, but it ended up being, and I mean, it was a, it was a decent last game, but it's definitely not how anybody would want to go out. And I missed a lot of other things during my senior year, graduation. I was actually valedictorian, so I had ended up having to give two speeches. It wasn't just one because our graduation was spent, split into two, and I missed prom. There was a lot of things that we missed, but you know, everybody did, and I can only imagine uh, there was so many of us experiencing the same thing. So, you, you know, it's funny because your class, that that group, whether you're in, in the state of Alabama or Tennessee or California or wherever, everybody that had a, a senior year impacted by that, that's kind of a bond that you guys will always have together with other people your age because you all essentially – had the same fate with it. You you all had to deal with the same stuff and, and you kind of got robbed a little bit. Right. And I think that was like, like you were saying that brought us a lot of us together. I mean, like I said, so many people are experiencing the same thing as me. So it wasn't like I was the only one going through it and the only one who knew how that felt. So there was, I mean, the other freshmen that were coming in, we talked a little bit and, you know, we were all upset that we didn't get to finish, but we were excited to move into the next chapter of our lives and come together at ETC. And although you know, I heard from all the upperclassmen. I, I mean, I really enjoyed this year. I had a lot of fun this year, but they just kept telling me about how much fun it would be without COVID and, you know, with all the strict rules and stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Maybe this coming up year that things aren't as strict and, you know, a little bit more laid back, but still, you know, obviously taking COVID pretty seriously. High school season ends prematurely. Mm-hmm. You're coming to Chattanooga to play. 
what did you do over the summer? How did you keep yourself in shape? How were you able to just and be ready as a freshman? Well, they um our strength coach, Coach Watch, she sent us a workout packet, and I try to follow that pretty you know rigorously. Um, and also, you know, just getting in time on the field in the cages. At first, a lot of the the facilities and stuff were shut down because of COVID, so that was pretty hard. But I had a tee and some balls and a bonnet, and so I'd go out and hit in the backyard some and get my brother and stuff to throw with me. And for a while, that was about all you could do. But it started, you know, getting better, and I was able to go back up to my high school and get some swings in on the field and some front toss and things like that. So I really try to work on, you know, just fundamentals and stuff that I could during that, you know, rough time. But, and I mean, it worked out. We came in in the fall, and I was able to get a lot of work in there and at, in Chattanooga with our coaches, so. Yeah, it really seemed like, despite all the the negatives that COVID uh, created, uh, at least from a from a college softball standpoint, it felt like you guys were able to get a lot done in the fall in terms of trying to get yourselves ready with a team that, uh, let's face it, a, a whole lot of new faces too. Right, we were. Um, we came in and we were still able to practice like like we would have, or I'm guessing like they did. Uh, from what I'd heard, nothing had really changed. So we, uh, other than the mask and, you know, being smart, staying socially distanced and stuff like that. But I feel like in a lot of ways, it almost brought our team closer together because you weren't able to socialize with people on campus and stuff. I know as a freshman, I came in and the only friends that I really made were the girls on the softball team because I had no uh, in-person classes, no I wasn't part of any um, organizations or anything like that. So I think a lot of that, it not forced us, but it got us a, you know, a really strong bond and we connected early. And so we were able to come in and get a lot of things done. And, you know, we, we were able to pick up a lot where a lot of us were left off. I mean, everybody's season ended. So um, a lot of people weren't playing travel ball or getting those live game experiences and stuff like that. So it was nice to be able to come in and get some scrimmages in and stuff like that and see live pitching again. So what's a part of your game that we haven't seen yet? Oh, I don't know. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you know, you finished uh, you finished the year with what? Was it uh, one home run, 14 yeah. RBIs, uh, slugging percentage just under 400? You stole a couple of bases this year. What, you know, what can we expect from, uh, from Liz Rodebaugh going forward? Oh, you know, just always working to be better. Um, I feel like now that I've got uh, a season under my belt and more experience, I can come in as more disciplined hitter. And it kind of, I kind of got there later on in the season. We had these uh, talks with our coaches in our exit meetings. And uh, I just feel like I'm going to come be able to bounce back and be even greater next year. And, you know, hopefully have a higher batting average and on base percentage, slugging percentage, all of it. And, um, this is probably one home run is probably the least amount of home runs I've hit in a season, but you know, that's just the difference of the game, you know, the difference in levels of the game. And um, I usually still a lot more bases, but you know, catcher's arms at, at the division one level are a lot better. And so all in all, I'm just looking to come and be a better player next year than I was this year. Hey, you were three for three on the stolen bases. So <laughs> give yourself some credit. Don't shortchange yourself too much. Liz, thanks so much for the time. Can't wait. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a chance to talk again maybe early fall uh, once you're uh, back on campus, and uh, we'll get a chance to talk a little Chattanooga softball, which is always fun. What are you doing this summer? You got plans? Um, I'm taking a few summer classes, and that's about it. You know, just 
working out and trying to keep up and make my game better over the summer as well this summer. So you staying in town? Uh, no, I'm in, I'm at home. So. Well, good deal. Well, enjoy home. I know mom's cooking is, uh, you're looking forward to that. I know. Oh, so, for uh, sure. For sure. Liz, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. We'll conclude our conversation about the Chattanooga softball program with Chattanooga head coach, Frank Reed. Coach, I know you didn't get the the end to the season that that you were hoping for, but we did see a team that uh, made some improvements over the course of this year. Where did you see this team get better? Well, you know, when we started conference play, that was one of the things that we were shooting for. Uh, you know, our first weekend, I think, in conference, we were able to sweep ETSU, and that was huge for us. It's just so much for a confidence builder as anything because we saw them get continually better as we move forward in the season. But, you know, the, the anticipation of going into conference play – and if you've never been involved with a team playing in conference, it just takes on a whole different look. Uh, you know, a lot more pressure, a lot more things on the line. So uh, we didn't know how exactly that was going to play out. So the first weekend sweep obviously was a good thing. So that sort of set us up, you know, moving forward. I'm not going to say there wasn't some, some times when we didn't, you know, uh, achieve what we wanted to achieve, but I saw us continually improve week after week, I think the, the big thing for us was just finding the, the consistency. You say goodbye to three seniors at the start of the season. Let's, let's, I, I want to give you a chance to talk about those three because they were three that have, have been with you for a little while now, including Haley Weisenbach, who we talked to earlier. And as, as I told Haley, it certainly looked like she was having fun playing her her senior year in a, in a Chattanooga uniform. And I know you and I talked about her earlier in the year, and you talked a little bit about just kind of how she's changed as a player from that freshman slap hitter that uh, you got when she when she arrived here from California. Just what did you see from her in, in her development and, and the way she uh, – the way her game grew? Well, the best way I could probably describe it is when we were recruiting her uh, in California – uh, California player, I uh, saw a slapper that had some semblance of some power and probably could get you a home run every now and then. Uh, and uh, so I liked that. And, of course, she had the speed to, to do the things that we wanted her to do. And as she got stronger and whatever, uh, you know, that changed a little bit. Uh, it, uh, you know, she went more of a power type hitter, gap hitter, uh, with a lot of power on the ball and, and getting, you know, a few more home runs than we anticipated. And so that, you know, that worked out well for her uh, where she would have normally been a, you know, a one, two hitter, maybe a one, two or a nine, you know, she evolved into a four. Uh, and we kid each other about whether she was a true four hitter or not, but then we moved her into three, which might have been one of the best moves I've made is move her there into three hole. Immediately after we did that, she produced a, a game winner winning hit. I think uh, it might've been against uh, Samford where she hit one in the gap and scored a, a couple of runs in the seventh inning. So uh, uh, she fit well in that three spot and uh, continued to do that throughout the rest of the year. Uh, that doesn't mean that she wasn't still quick. She was, uh, but, uh, you know, slappers have a, you know, just a, a tad bit of a more of a step on the ball and uh, are on the, on the bases. And, uh, you know, that, that, that changes from player to player. So, uh, but she still could slap. She still could, you know, steal the bases and things, but we looked at her in a different role. Cameron Swafford, she's kind of held things down for you behind the plate for uh, for the last couple of years. 
Yeah, uh, you know, we started out last year, you know, in the COVID year and then just got started just a little bit. Cam was, you know, starting some and playing a little bit, you know, behind uh, Natalie Luna, uh, not really behind, but they were sharing some time and then she worked into that permanent role. And then uh, coming into the year, we didn't know how things were going to work out. We, we liked her, you know, her, her bat and we wanted to be able to utilize that and you know, obviously keep her in the lineup. It's a hard chore day in and day out being behind the plate. Uh, if you've never did it, uh, you, you wouldn't understand, uh, you know, how that works on you. But uh, uh, she caught most of all all the year for us and, you know, and in the doubleheaders and things like that. So, uh, uh, yeah, she, you know, she, she brought a lot to the plate and, and, and then started producing some power numbers for us, you know, there toward the end and got some key home runs. Uh, and we were excited about that. Um, she continued – I. I she continued to develop, and we were even in the process of still developing some things that we wanted her to do. And she was starting to have body awareness for that thing, for those things, as we uh, even got into the last game of the series. Uh, you know, in the conference tournament with Mercer, we were still talking about some things. It would have been big, been cool to see how she could have taken some of those things we were really working on really hard into another year. Unfortunately, you know, those sometimes those doors close and you move on, but. You know, proud of the way she, you know, attempted every day to come out to, to work with our pitchers and make those adjustments uh, at the plate. Casey Lynch, somebody who saw uh, a lot of time for you, a lot of time as a as a runner um, over the course of her career. Yeah, you know, we uh, we asked Casey to come in and do a lot of different things for us, and uh, you know, obviously had the speed to do the things. I can recall maybe the years all run together where she. Got a big line drive, uh, hit up the middle and scored a run uh, for us. Uh, maybe it's a year, two years ago. Uh, just that consistency that she brought to the, us at the play. Uh, struggled a little bit with some injuries, uh, just uh, trying to make it all work, as a lot of seniors do. You know, they get to that point, and, you know, the body just sort of breaks down. You know, they're doing things day in and day out, and it's, it's hard. And So she had a little bit of a, you know, a hip issue where she – just uh, had to work through it. But uh, for the most part, you know, other than, you know, seeing the trainer and trying to take care of those issues, you would never know that she, you know, never know that she was out or down, not Alex, I guess you'd say. And uh, really consistent with a glove. I, one thing's I, my favorite thing to tell, and I guess I've really shared it a lot with people, is we were working on the double play turns for her uh, back uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. Uh, we were working on that. And I, and I was smiling at the last practice that we had at, Stadium, uh, watching her turn that double play and then incorporate that turn that I was showing her, that knee drop where she turned and made that perfect strike to our shortstop coming across the base. So, you know, the key thing for all of our seniors where they were continuing to develop and learn even to the 11th hour. And uh, you know, that just uh, shows you the, the type of people and players they are. You got a solid core coming back next year. Let's talk about those those corner infielders and Courtney Ball and Liz Rotaball. We're going to talk a uh, we talked to Liz Rotaball a little bit for uh, uh, for this podcast. She's somebody that can play some different positions. Where do you do you anticipate her being back at first base next year? What's your plans with her? Well, you know, we talked to Liz. Actually, we just did the checkout on Sunday, uh, going over things we wanted to work on, things we wanted them to do. Uh, one of the things we talked to Liz, I said that, uh, to her, that you may be our first true, uh, utility player. I mean, after playing first and, you know, she's not your ideal, you look at her and say, Oh, she's a first baseman type player. 
because uh, she's not, you know, the statue, she doesn't have the height. You know, she's like she's 5'3 or so 5'4 or something like that. But she has played middle. She has the quickness of a middle, has the hands of a middle. So she was able to take that, those quick hands and quick feet over to first, you know, for bunt coverages, for balls that are just fouled off, you know, near the dugout. I can recall a play that she made over in the dugout. Went, got there quick, set up, found the wall and or found the fence and was able to make the catch. Uh, so, yeah, she's – but, you know, to ask me where she's going to be, it's really hard to say at this point. We discussed, uh, you know, she catches too. That's the, you know, I think that's her position she really loves. Uh, we're bringing in, uh, I told her, I said two and a half catchers. <laughs> I mean, that one, one of them plays other positions. So uh, we'll see how that works. She could also play the outfield. What a lot of people don't know about Liz is that uh, she has the quite a, quite a bit of speed. She could run bases with the, some of the best of them. And so, uh, you know, you, we could see her maybe in the outfield. She could play corner. Uh, in the, I could see her in the middle, mostly probably at second. Well, now she's proven that she could do first and catch. So I told her to go home and work on pitching so she'd be the true utility player for us. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, she could be anywhere. I don't know where we're going to f- – we were going to put Liz. Uh, we told her. We told her yesterday that we just want to see her in the lineup. We don't know where that's going to be, and uh, you know, break that consistency that she picked up from this year. So we'll see. We're excited about her coming back. She's a great, great ball player. And Courtney Ball, I, I thought she played well as uh, for uh, a freshman, and you, you get a chance to get her back again. Uh, a little bit about what you saw from her and just kind of her progress over the course of this season. Uh, you know, Courtney, probably another player that could be a utility. Uh, she played some second in fall, and some, uh, maybe even we'd put her at short for a while. Uh, third sort of settled in there because that's the position that we really, really needed. Uh, she's got, you know, great hands. You've seen that through the year. Uh, she took, you know, what she was able to pick up. And, you know, we, we were able to work with her own and took that into our first uh, first week. I think she was the uh, conference player of the week. Uh, had some phenomenal numbers. I think she had like 700 or something, you know, that weekend. And uh, I've seen her, you know, do great things at the corner, make some plays that, you know, are really, really hard to make. You know, got in the middle a bit, struggled just a tad, but, uh, you know, picked it back up toward the end. And uh, so, uh, you know, one of those players, you <clears throat> you never knew what you were going to get. We moved her out. We moved her into the two-hole. I'm not sure exactly when. Uh, and uh, moved some – changed lineup a little bit. So, because we know she could bunt, she can run, she could put that ball in play and make sure that, you know, we're, we're driving in a run if, if we were able to get the bottom half of the lineup, uh, you know, on. And, you know, I think she made uh, conference player of the week twice. And then she was, um, I think she made the uh, all-freshman team. And then she was on the all-tournament team at the end. So, uh, you know, she had a, she had a good, good year for a freshman. I want to ask you about uh, a couple of more kids that you've got coming back, including the middle of that infield and, Kaylee Snell and, and Emily Coltharp, uh, the, the two of them uh, back. And by the end of the year, I, I thought certainly uh, defensively they were playing really well, and, and we started to see the bat come around for both of them. Yeah, we, we did. And, uh, you know, we make, we asked Emily. We asked an all-conference preseason, all-conference pick uh, to uh, to move. 
and uh, a lot of people didn't know she moved until you know got on into the year but uh, to move to a position and she's played some you know and so she picked it up and did really really well we in our end of the year meetings the other day she said that she thanked me for moving there and i always wondered how she felt we talked how she really felt about it giving up the position that she was really comfortable in and she said i think if i'm sort of quoting her she said put me out of my comfort zone put me in a situation to grow and learn and you know i'm sort of glad we, i made that move and i love second she yelled short i told her we may move you back we don't know we don't know what the what's going to happen we talked about you know moving snail uh, you know, with uh, uh, her speed and her arm, uh, using her maybe out in the outfield. We talked about that at break. So we've got a lot of options. We've got some middles coming. we got some corners coming. We've got some outfitters, pitchers, and catchers coming. So, uh, you know, we've got to get in the fall and just have fun and throw it out there and get dirty and uh, let those kids battle for what, you know, what they where they want to be and they'll sort of see how it's all, all going to play out. It's kind of a good position to have, though, when you start talking about somebody like, like Liz Rodebaugh, um, like a, a Kaylee Snell or an Emily Coltharp, players that can play multiple positions, because then it just comes back on you. You just got to find, you just got to find a way to get the right nine on the field at the same time. Hey, we do, and you know we tell them, we tell them, we preach it all the time. Uh, how you find your way on the field? Uh, offensively, you do that. You know, you you put your you put the ball in play, you make things happen, you hit you hit the ball, you hit home runs, whatever. Your, your forte is, uh, you'll find a way to get onto the field. Uh, we'll find a way to get you out there because, you know, that's the avenue that's going to produce the runs. But uh, it's nice to have uh, – going to have uh, a lot of people like that. You know, like I said, we got we got all the positions sort of covered with the kids that we got coming in. We're bringing in a large class of nine. So uh, I'm interested to, to see how that's going to play out. You know, we want to get them together and let them start learning each other and – it's going to be fun in the fall watching them and see how they develop the younger ones. And, and, you know, we're, our encouragement to our uh, upper class kids is to embrace those kids as they come in, because those are going to be the future. And those are going to be the kids that you're going to, our players you're going to be counting on when you're a senior, if you're a junior now, you're a senior, sophomore, senior, you're going to be counting on those players somewhere down the road to help make a team, you know, a championship team. And like, you know, we're, we're planning on being and, and continuing to be in the future. So, uh, yeah, we embrace those kids, get them in the get them in there. Fall's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about the fall and what might take place there. So you you lose Haley Weisenbach out of that outfield, but you, you bring back two others and and Addie Keelan in left field and uh, Gracie Cruz in center. Just a little bit about the play of those two this year in the outfield. Uh, you know, both great outfielders defensively for sure. Uh, both struggled a little bit offensively, uh, but, you know, they earned their spot you know, defensively out there. Addie's a walk-on kid, you know, transferred from another school. We didn't have any money for her, and she, she walked on. She, could she have a shot? And we watched some video of her climbing up the fence and making a, making a you know, robbing a home run, you know. And so we said, hey, this is a kid that goes after it. And she, she brought that every day. And so, uh, you know, found her a spot out there and excited about getting her back and uh, seeing what we can – what we can do with her and I think to see her progress offensively and of course uh, Gracie is a player that you know played for my daughter at Gordon Lee High School and uh, you know watched her for a lot of years uh, you know do great things there and you know she's done some of that with us she's grown so much and just the, the smartness of the game I guess you could say 
And, you know, we asked her to fill big shoes with the carpenter, you know, who left out of the, out of the center field spot. And so, um, you know, she's, uh, she's been up and down a little bit with her offense, but I think, you know, I think we've figured out some things that really going to help her do some big numbers. We talked about big numbers for her should be, uh, you know, a three thirty clip with, you know, eight or 10 home runs. And, uh, we challenged her with, with that, you know, going out the door and she smiled and said, you know, we can get it done. And, I'm counting on her to be out there, but you know, you've seen her make great, both of those kids, but you know, especially Gracie make those great plays to end innings and or save something, you know, from uh, happening in the big innings. So uh, excited about both of those back. You know, you can, as we talk, I get more more excited. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about who's coming back and then start plugging in players that we're bringing in and then really getting excited about next year's team. And we've only been through for a few days. So I guess that's just the coach. One player that we saw that I felt like we started to see more of her. She started to get more playing time, it felt like, uh, towards the end of the year. That was Reagan Armour. Where does she fit in next year? Uh, Same thing in our talk with Reagan going out the door, you know, uh, just trying to find a place on the the defensive side for her. Uh, We we like her bat, and we think that she can really contribute there. Uh, She started to pick her numbers up, you know, it's tough, you know, if you're not in the starting lineup and you're trying to figure your way in there once season starts. So you get in at bat and you, you maybe it's not a good, maybe it's not a good at bat. We talk about good at bats and bad at bats. You know, you have, you have a good at bat and not get a hit and still off, still let me offer you another opportunity because you had a good at bat. So we needed more good at bats from her and we started seeing that and driving in some runs and things and saw our numbers come up, you know, from the, you know, batting average side of it. Uh, so still, still needs to grow a little bit from there. Uh, one of her, uh, one of the things that she likes is the rise ball and we don't like that rise ball too much. Got to lay off that. We proved that with the entire team, you know, in the, uh, Western Carolina game. So she's working on those things and <clears throat> trying to find a position for her on the field. But basically they're all still trying to find that position. Uh, like I said, you know, we're going to put the best nine hitters, I guess you can say out there that fit in certain positions. So we're going to try to, try to figure that out. So, uh, but she should, she's the type of player, whether it's a DP role or if it's a hitter off the bench, or if it's a player, you know, we need on a corner, uh, she's probably more of a corner first or third. And, you know, we can hopefully, you know, be able to count on her because, you know, moving forward in the future, it's going to be, it's going to be really big time focus on team. You know, we've had big players in the past that sort of carried us, but, you know, we're still going to be a tad young with the uh, returners that are coming this back this year and then with our freshman class. So what we got to do really early is indoctrinate those fresh, those new freshmen into being just really seasoned players. Uh, what I always say, you take a, you know, a freshman, make her a sophomore, a sophomore, you got to give her a junior mentality and the juniors, you got to be seniors. The seniors got to be almost like assistant coaches on the field. So, uh, you know, all those are, are important, you know, important, you know, opportunities for them. So we got to, we got to get it. We got to get it. I wish we could start tomorrow. Uh, you know, I give up my summer break and we get them out there, but uh, it's going to be August uh, 16th where we'll see them, see them all together, I guess. Uh, one last thing before we let you go, that's, that's the pitching staff. Um, basically through the last half of the year, you, you pretty much rode two arms, uh, to the end of the season. What do you need to see? I know you've talked about consistently uh, consistency, and that certainly was a was a big part of it. But 
what do you want to see out of this? Not necessarily individuals, but your pitchers as a as a staff going into next year. Oh, you know, obviously we got we got we got those strikes. What I mean by that is we got to get ahead in the count. We got to be able to lessen the walks. We talked about that with both of those players, Brooke and yesterday. We got we got to do those things. Uh, the consistency is huge, and I know I keep bringing it up, but uh, uh, you know, in the in the uh, Western game, we started Brooke because we thought she was our hot hand at that moment. Uh, hindsight twenty twenty, we probably should have started Hannah. Hannah come in and shut him down for X amount of innings. And one of the reasons that happened was, uh, and people don't understand the umpire. The umpire plays a big part of what you're trying to do uh, with a pitcher. And if you've got an umpire that likes a certain style of pitcher, you're going to get more strikes. Uh, that umpire that we have, we you know, just I don't think was a real fan of rise balls. Uh, that you know they didn't like that part of the zone, but the, they liked the drop, the lower pitch, and so uh, that was Hannah's forte. And you know we were able to get in there and and uh, and you know get some shutout innings. The problem is once we got behind and we didn't lay off, it took us five innings almost to adjust to the rise ball that we were seeing. And, uh, you know, we, we couldn't, couldn't make that happen. You know, I was watching a, a, a call conference, SE conference game of the day, and uh, one of the pitchers was throwing the rise and the other team was figuring, trying to figure it out. They knew what she threw. They knew how she threw it. They were just trying to figure out when she threw it or when she was going to use it. Uh, and they had a tough time staying off of it and ultimately cost them the, cost them the game. So, uh, uh, you know, the rise is a huge part. I got asked today on a, on a radio show about how do you hit the rise ball? And we don't teach any of the rise ball. Uh, we teach laying off that pitch because the zone starts, according to the rules, the zones are below the bottom of the letters to the top of the knees. Uh, we don't like that the up in the letters part. We're looking for waist, but just a little bit above the waist and down to the knees. I, we feel that's where I feel that's where most of your umpires are going to call your strikes. And we tell our kids that uh, if they call it above that and uh, you take that pitch, we're not too we're not too frustrated with you, but then you factor in the uh, the low rise, the high rise, and I don't know if you've heard that terminology. The low rise, you know, is going to look a little low, but you know, look maybe not like a great pitch and going to rise right up into the zone. The high rise is going to be a zone pitch. It's going to look right up a perfect strike, and it's going to rise up above, you know, up into the letters or higher. And so you got to determine which pitch is being thrown to you, and just a you know a split amount of time. That's the reason I still always used to say. Baseball and softball are the toughest sports to play because you're going to fail seven out of ten times. I've rechanged. I've changed my feeling on that. I'm going to make a. I'm going to make a, a, a statement today. Some people might not like it, but I'm leaving baseball out of it. Uh, softball is the toughest sport in the world to play. Coach, appreciate the time. I know we'll do it again come August. Enjoy your summer, and we'll uh, look forward to catching up with you again soon. Hey, thank you guys for doing you know all you do and making this thing happen and uh, we look forward to watching it and looking forward to seeing you guys soon. That's going to wrap us up this week here on mocks on the mic. Special thank you to coach Reed for giving us some time for Liz Rodebaugh. And of course to Haley Weisenbach. Haley's been with us before and certainly we're going to miss seeing her on the uh, frost stadium field next year in a Chattanooga uniform. We hope you'll make plans to be with us again soon here on Mox on the Mic. We come to you every Thursday. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Mox on the Mic. Until then, for our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth saying so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. 
and we'll see you again soon.